Hey, want to take a walk on the wild side and experience the bleeding edge of technology? Then get ready because it doesn't get much more edgy than this. You're in for a wild ride. You're listening to Sovereign Tech with your host, the man in triple black, the golden stallion of the tech world, Brian Sovereign. He's got a huge brain. And now, here's Brian. The Golden Stallion here, ready for another episode of Sovereign Tech. This weekend, let me tell you, you're going to love this. You're not going to get a double load. You're going to get a triple load. I know. I've never even seen one of those on camera. So, triple load coming to you. Get ready. Um... A couple episodes will be released, you know, usually I do a Saturday release, so there will be a Saturday release, and then uh, tomorrow on Sunday, uh, I will also release another episode. I think that'll be December 8th. So December 7th, December 8th, you're getting three episodes. You're getting a special, you're getting the nice dark Android special uh, that actually I would be posting before this show. Um, and, you know, check that out if you haven't. I think you'd really, you're really going to enjoy that. I've been promising that one for a while, and it's all about how, you know, how you can get your... Uh, you know, like your Android tablet, uh, and some of it can be implemented into your phone, but how to make your Android tablet just a super secure encrypted piece of tech, you know, that you can use with a relative degree of anonymity. Uh, so check that out if you haven't. Uh, you know, of course, it's on SovereignTech.com. Um, anyway, let, let's, let, let's start breaking in. Of course, you know, if you want to donate to the show, some people have. I really appreciate it. Uh, we now accept Bitcoin, Litecoin. We also accept ProtoShares. All those can be found. You can find it on SovereignTech.com at the top left. You can find the, the QR codes and the physical addresses for Bitcoin and Litecoin. But also, if you look in the show notes, there's the, the physical addresses are written out for Bitcoin, Litecoin, and ProtoShares. So if you do want to donate ProtoShares, which, which some people have, uh, thank you so much. Uh, you, you know, you can do that right there. Um, so next week, the reason you're getting a triple load this week is because December 9th, Till I don't know, I'll be there all week. I will be in Sin City, Las Vegas. So, and it, it's it's going to be just. I know it's going to be a fantastic time. If you're out that way, please don't you know don't hesitate to stop by the MGM Grand. Uh, I will be there for the Inside Bitcoin conference that Media Bistro is holding. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll be there. I'll be I'll be tweeting from it, so you can check the Twitter account, the Sovereign Tech uh, you know Twitter page, and and I'll, I'll do some tweets, maybe take some pictures while I'm around. Uh, you know, and other things I'll be doing. You know, a little work for Free Talk Live. So. Anyway, so so don't don't hesitate to check that out. Uh, you know, if you're if you're in town. Also, though, I've announced this a few times. Okay, um, and that's the Passport to Freedom conference. Now, as far as I know, I am actually going to this. This is from January 23rd to the 26th. If you want to find out more about it, there's a link on SovereignTech.com. Go to the bottom left of the page, and it says there. You know, there, there's a little text link that says. Uh, you know, go to Passport to Freedom, I think it says. And and you can click on that, and then you can find out more information, and you can get tickets, and, and whichever. And I will be attending Passport to Freedom, uh, as far as I know. So, uh, but anyway, it looks like it's going to be a great event. Uh, you know, Peter Schiff's going to be there, which a lot of people, speaking of Bitcoin, a lot of people in the Bitcoin world aren't too happy with. Uh, but there'll be other guests, Bobby Casey, a few others, uh, or quite a few others, I should say, not just a few. Um, and so, so anyway, so ch please check that out. 
as far as rapid fire stories for the week, don't really have a whole lot of rapid fire stories other than one that's going to relate to our opening story. And, you know, and I got to say, I actually, I tweeted this last night. I said, I'm going to do my absolute level best to not just, I mean, uh, so far, so good. I didn't open up the show screaming because during tech roulette, I've got a story that just, I mean, the first story is going to drive me nuts. Tech roulette's going to drive me nuts. Software of the week, I've actually got a bad piece of software, and it's from Google again. Uh, I mean, and and then Game Talk, we're going to talk about more Microsoft. I mean, there's just so much fucking fail in this episode. It, it it's It's going to be crazy. So, you know, just be prepared if I get a little hot. If I get a little heated here. Uh, but anyway, the, you know, as far as rapid fire stories, the only big one I've really got is that. And again, it's related to our opening story is that the Lost Lake Cafe in Seattle. This is some kind of, I don't know, coffee place, whatever. Well, it's a cafe. Duh. Um, in, in Seattle says no glass holes allowed. OK, <laughs> now and they 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 put a sign out as soon as they kind of found out about google glass and that it started appearing in the wild they put out this this lost lake cafe put out a sign that said you know look you can't wear google glass in here and they have various rules for um you know for picture taking as well when they're in the you know when you're in the cafe and and i guess whatever i mean the cafe owner can you know they they can call whatever shots they want right um, but apparently a guy actually went in there wearing Google glass, or maybe he didn't go in there wearing it, but he put it on after the fact and they told him to leave, you know, great marketing scheme because Lost Lake cafe is one of the most popular cafes in the world right now, <laughs> you know, because they're, they're, they're taking a stand against Google glass. Um, but you know, a lot of people are talking about this because it's out there, you know, this is the second or third, uh, uh, tier people that, you know, all right, real quick, funny thing. <laughs> I keep trying. I'm I'm on my big laptop right now, okay, recording on location. I'm not in the studio. And I, I'm using my big laptop right now. And I've gotten so used to my Chromebook's touchpad gestures that, that I keep screwing up the story I'm about to read because I keep trying to do those gestures. I love the gestures. They work so well. Like like left or uh, right click is, is, is you know, two fingers down uh and and it just it won't do it <laughs> what a piece of shit no no it's a fine computer uh anyway i just got to get used to using something unintuitive like windows um all right so this is from the, the opening story is about google glass because again it's out there what are the reactions you've got guys like the the tremendous uh and to me highly respected uh journalist Mike Elgin, who's actually going to be, he's taking over some business on Twitter there, uh, on, you know, if you want to check that out, which I, I couldn't be more than happy, uh, you know, to hear about. Um, but Mike Elgin says, hey, everything's going to be fine. Google Glass is going to take off. Everybody's going to want it. It's just a little weird right now. You know, people just aren't sure what to do. Well, another person that I have tremendous respect for uh, and just a just an incredibly uh, beautiful and, and intelligent woman, not the lovely and hyper intelligent Dr. Stephanie Murphy. Of course, that's a whole other ballgame. Uh, but Jolie O'Dell. And she writes for Venture Beat. She, she's she's written for stuff for years. I've been following her work. She, she's fantastic. Um, and this is a story from Venture Beat. Uh, pretty, yeah, it's from like back in May. But I think some of the points are still kind of salient. And it's Google Glass hands-on. This isn't and never will be a good device for consumers. 
As a Google Glass owner, I can immediately see how it will be incredibly useful for so many kinds of people, doctors, mechanical engineers, any sort of field worker. But for us lay folk, the device only serves to make us look awfully nerdy, to make us economic targets, to make us less aware of the world around us, and to leave us more disconnected than ever from the real people we encounter every day. I signed up for the glass for glass the first day of Google I.O. last year. The device was and is a gift to my now husband. He loves it. But even he, the tech-obsessed gadget fiend, admits it's difficult to wear. The first time he set foot outside the house with it on, he immediately stepped in dog shit because he wasn't paying attention to the world outside the screen. And he adamantly refuses to wear it on public transportation for fear of being mugged. In its current form, Glass doesn't have too many apps or features, and it's incredibly non-intuitive and buggy, just as you'd expect from a developer prototype. Right now, it can't do much aside from take really bad pictures and perform Google searches based on your poorly interpreted shouting. But give it a few months. Soon it'll be streaming Netflix cues, taking brilliant long-form blog post dictation, and offering up a wealth of casual social games, a portal into an endless labyrinth of distraction. In the tech press, we'll probably be reporting on each app that pops onto the glass landscape, gushing over the capabilities of the device as they grow with each new day. We'll report on the novelty use cases, like the first guy who writes a play or a novel using Google Glass, or the girl who shoots a feature film using the device. Occasionally, we'll write about someone who runs off the road while wearing glass, or some university that bans glass in the classroom, or a babysitter who lets a kid get hurt because she's playing with her glass. And some overzealous Emily Post type, probably at an old-timey print rag, will write a much-mocked op-ed about the slight but growing disconnection between people. The rudeness amplified from the current form of iPhones and earbuds, with distraction now appearing right before your eyes, in addition to your fingers and ears. But the cumulative effects won't amount to a societal change in how we consume information or deal with life away from our desktop screens. It'll just be the same kind of impact smartphones have had, all the good and bad but slightly accelerated and accentuated. On the other hand, for myriad kinds of workers, I can see Glass being an extraordinarily helpful, hands-free tool. Imagine working on an airplane engine and having the manual right in front of you, or using it to photograph and catalog new species during a deep-sea diving expedition. Even the first coalition of Glass app investors see its greatest potential in professional use cases, not consumer applications. It's up to us as individuals to make moral decisions about the technology we use. For me, I consider technology a tool, a means to an end. Too often, my peers tend to get wrapped up in the joy of tech in and of itself, as an end and a goal to be celebrated, rather than a tool to be carefully used. In my moral universe, Google Glass for consumers can only serve to distract us, not truly help us any, any more, better, or faster than, than the other tools we already use. For example, you already have Google Maps to guide you around your city with turn-by-turn -turn audio navigation. That tool doesn't get any better when it's smack dab against your eyeball. Neither does your email or Instagram feed or your Facebook account. Glass is a game changer, sure, but in the worst possible way. And I hear, here's a part of the story that I just love because I, I, knew, I said this. You can, we've talked about Glass before on Sovereign Tech, and this was one of the first things that I said about it. She says, from the first moment I saw it, Glass reminded me of a Star Trek episode called The Game. The plot was pretty simple. Everybody aboard the Enterprise got hooked on a glass-like visor running a casual puzzle game, one that addicts its players. This sci-fi within this sci-fi is within spitting distance of our current reality. But the unfortunate plot, plot twist was that the hostile aliens were able to infiltrate the ship because no one was, you know, damn paying attention to the world around them anymore. 
Now, of course, that episode was uh, that that's from, I believe, season five of uh, of the next generation and Wesley and Wesley and data and uh, and a very young Ashley Judd and end up saving the day in that episode. Um, but it's more than that. They they it wasn't just like the hostile aliens took over because nobody was paying attention, like the 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 glass device they were wearing in that. And it actually looked kind of close to to Google Glass, oddly enough, um, actually like hypnotized the crew of the Enterprise Uh you know, and it got everybody, Cap, Captain Picard, Riker, the whole business. Uh, anyway, thus Google Glass. If you're using it recreationally, not professionally to complete a task, don't kid yourself. It's not enhancing your life. It's robbing you of the joy of actually experience, experiencing your life. You'll realize that the first time you step in dog shit or have your girlfriend get mad at you for not listening to her or lose your kid in a store. This post was supposed to be my big hands-on review. Instead, all I have to offer is this. Unless your employer tells you otherwise, don't even think about getting Google Glass. And train yourself to rely less on your smartphone while you're at it. We can wait for something better, more useful, and more human-friendly to come along. Okay, now, you know, like I said, there is there is like a counter article out there uh, where Mike Elgin, you know, actually... That that's kind of how I ran into this story as I was reading the Mike Elgin story, uh, and he linked to this because he was trying, you know, to to sort of work against it, uh, and you know, you you can find that that story. Uh, Mike Elgin's work is very easy to find because it's very popular, and you know, but but I'm inclined to agree very much with you know 99 percent of what Jolie Odell is saying. Uh, I don't think Google Glass adds anything. Now, this is something we talked about a couple episodes ago, okay, is that when you bring out a product, that product has to bring value, okay? It can't, I mean, yes, of course, you know, some jerk can just do stuff for profit, okay? But generally, the best way to gain real long-lasting profits is to bring value to the market. There's no value here for the everyday person. And I think... I think Sergey, Sergey Brin, okay, and I, you know, I'm not, I, I don't hate Sergey Brin, okay, uh, but Sergey Brin, I, you know, I think he's expecting everybody to, to end up wanting to wear these things. You know, he's not coming out and saying, and he's he's kind of the creator of this of this project with with Google X. You know, he's not coming out and saying, yeah, this is really only for professionals and for like, you know, sports guys or something. Um, he's not saying that. He wants everybody jumping on this. And, you know, maybe some people are saying to me that, you know, maybe it's like the Internet, where with the Internet, we don't know, okay, how that's really like what what the Internet, how that's how we're really going to interact with that in the future. You know, and maybe we don't know how we're going to interact with Google Glass, but I'm inclined to I really am. I'm very much inclined to agree with with Jolie O'Dell that all this is is just going to cause mass distraction. No one's going to be you know, being self-aware of anything going on around them. Um, I mean, I can only imagine, you know, you look at the Bitcoin price right now. I mean, we're down to like 600 something. Okay. As compared to a thousand, just in, inside of a couple days, not even, uh, I'm, I'm just picturing people having like the, the Bitcoin paranoid app, you know, running on this and they have the Bitcoin price on, on their eye all the time. And holy shit, they're, they're going to die from a heart attack. 
you know, I mean, like, like, I don't I don't think we're meant to get this kind of information feed like that. Now, maybe we'll get our transhuman bodies and then, you know, we can handle all the information in the world. and It'll be just like the Terminator where, you know, the Terminator, you know, he sees like the red vision and in that vision, he's just getting a, a ton of data all the time. Um, but I got to I mean, her, you know, like, like she said, like Julie O'Dell said, her husband goes outside and he instantly steps in dog shit, you know, because he's just not. He's not not paying attention, you know, to, to what's to what's happening. I mean, everything's just like looking up at the eyes. And now, you know, and we go back to the story about, OK, why did the what was it the Lost Lake Cafe? Why, why did they not want, you know, a person there with Google Glass? Well, now, granted, yes, I think it's, it's just a brilliant marketing scheme. OK, but the main thing I think it, it, or not the main thing, but the stated thing is that they're concerned about the privacy of, you know, of, of their diners. Um, which, you know, in a town like Seattle, you know, like I could see this becoming a big deal in like LA or New York city, because you're going to have, you know, celebrities in there, right. You know, and, and you want to welcome celebrities in there. You don't want them to have to worry about pictures being taken. This is actually commonplace in New York city. And it has been for a long time that no, you don't. I mean, I, you know, I can't tell you how many times at the seasons in New York city, where, you know, they, they would turn, you know, uh, uh, I hate to stereotype this, but they turn some Asian person around and said, no, you get either dr- put your camera at the door, you know, or get out of here. Uh, I mean, this is not new. OK, that that suddenly oh, they're, they're you know, these people are against are, are against people wearing cybernetics, blah, blah, blah. No, it's not that at all. OK, it's just that, you know, a lot of these establishments really you know, really are concerned because they want their high paying customers, which happen to often be celebrities. Okay. Uh, you know, or, or business magnates, whatever, uh, they want them to be able to, to dine with absolute privacy and often enough with someone who they don't want anyone else to know that they're with. So, you know, I mean, there are, there are some genuine modern day concerns. There are, some of this has already been addressed. Okay. And, you know, yes, you know, we, we've said this before, too. You know, you don't own the photons that are hitting your face. OK, you don't own your likeness. You don't own your image. You know, so is there something like, you know, for lack of a better phrase, is there something morally wrong with people going around and taking pictures of you? No. <laughs> you know, and and yes, there's 10 billion smartphones already out there taking pictures all the damn time, blah, blah, blah. You know, no, no doubt about it. OK, but I, you know. I got, I got to admit, and, and, and I, I don't want this to seem as like somehow some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of almost racism, but like if someone's talking to me and they're wearing Google glass, like I, you know, I, I would just, I'd, I'd kind of be annoyed, you know, because you, you want, you do want the person's like attention. Like say you're sitting down on a couch with somebody. Okay. Say you're sitting down on the couch with somebody and you're talking to them and they're just like flipping through their Facebook feed. You know what I mean? They're, 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 they're just, they're just flipping through it. Do, do you feel respected? Do you feel like, like what you're saying is important to that person? I wouldn't, I'd be like, oh, well, you know, they're, I mean, yeah, if they do it for two seconds because they get a bleep, you know, sometimes people's businesses relies on Facebook. That's a totally different story, but I'm talking about nonstop, like for like five minutes, they're flipping through their Facebook feed or some other nonsense. Um, yeah, no, I'd be offended. You know, because it's like, you know, look, what if you're sharing something really, really powerful and important, 
you know, or what if you're talking to somebody with Google Glass and you're trying to speak with some degree, you know, of confidence? Yeah, I no, I I, th- I think this is a real problem. Um, I'm I'm not okay with cameras being everywhere. Okay, I'm not. You know, and 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 if you know, I'd be okay if smartphones had all their cameras ripped out of them. I'd be fine with that. You know, I'm, and I'm not some luddite. Okay. I'm just saying that like, I don't even see having cameras all the time being that big of a benefit. You know, I, I, I I always complain about cameras with this. Okay. I had, I had family members that were just obsessed with taking pictures long before smartphones. And I thought it was the most, I'm like, you know, live in the moment with me. Stop trying to, you know, just constantly, like you're trying to capture this stuff when it's bullshit because like you're telling the person, a person can't even feel genuine joy on Christmas because they're trying to open up the present. Okay. And they're like, Oh no, no, hold it. Yeah. Okay. Now just, just tear it open a little bit. Then stop. So we can take the picture. What the fuck is that? You know, for crying out loud, let the kid open the goddamn present. Yeah, this, 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 this picture culture has been around for a while. Okay. And Google Glass is just going to make it worse. It's just like giving people, it's like people becoming suddenly rich. The real person comes out, you know, (laughs) and with Google Glass, I think everybody's just going to be going to turn into a bunch of voyeurs instead of looking at themselves. They're going to be too busy. Just snapshot, snapshot, snapshot of of everything around them. And and holy shit, it's I just I, I see nothing but bad things out of this now. Jolie Eldell is totally right in talking about, you know, that in professional uses, like I think doctors, I think this would be phenomenal. Okay. I think it would be absolutely phenomenal, you know, to like, to be getting a live feed while you're, you know, cause what happens now is, is that usually, you know, when they're doing some kind of surgery, open heart surgery or whatever, they stick that little camera tube down and they have to look to their left on the screen or maybe just look above them on their screen. And, you know, this is really super fine, precise work. And if a person could just have a live feed getting shot directly onto their eyeball, oh, please, yes, this is a wonderful idea, okay? Like they said, all you know, someone's working on a helicopter, okay, a mechanic, and he's got the manual right in front of him, you know? She has the manual right in front of her, and, and she can just work on it, you know, and, and, and maybe even get, like, a live feed of how to fix things. Oh, that's tremendous. But for the everyday person walking around, you know, or even, yeah, like some of these extreme sports guys, you know, you know, wearing this while you're skiing, going down the slopes, you know, wow, that would make for some tremendous entertainment and video. But for the everyday person, you are not that most people aren't that big of a deal where they need to be posting everything on YouTube. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. If a bunch of white boys start posting everything they do on Google Glass and shooting it up on YouTube. Wow. Talk about a waste of bandwidth, you know. yeah, I, I just I, I I think this is a this is an absolute mess because here's the funny thing. You know, I think where a lot of that comes from is that people have like they, they all want their 15 minutes of fame. They have the celebrity mentality and maybe they think that they can somehow capture that with Google Glass. They can capture that, you know, that 15 minutes of fame. You let me tell you a secret. Most celebrities don't want it. <laughs> okay. They don't want the constant 15 minutes of fame all the time. You know, they want their big paycheck. Okay, they want to do their movie. They enjoy acting, whatever, you know, it helps them, you know, maybe consciously or unconsciously deal with certain parts of themselves. Uh, But but most most people, (laughs) most people of of affluence don't want anything to do with this kind of crap. Okay, and 
anyway, I'm getting off topic. But this just this really this this whole Google Glass thing. You know, I really I like Google, but this whole Google Glass thing is just nuts. And it's creating I'm not I didn't even get into like the serious privacy issues. And we're about to talk about where some of this will we'll tie this in with the next story during Tech Roulette. And you're going to see, you know, just how crazy this could get. This is Brian Sabin, and you're listening to Sabin Tech. third age of mankind, an age plagued by an evil empire that seeks to destroy humanity. It is our last, best hope for peace. It is Babylon 5. All fighter squadrons launched. Return fire. Freedom! Watch Babylon 5. You can watch Babylon 5 and experience the greatest show in television history. See the entire series completely free by going to the wb.com slash shows slash Babylon 5. Tech Roulette. Want to play? It is time for Tech Roulette and I always want to play and you know, okay, I mentioned earlier... (laughs) That it's it's going to be amazing if if I, I I think I already started screaming I already got fired up in in the first segment but this this story this story just goes to me just goes beyond belief now where are you going to find this story unbelievable of course you're not with things going on with Prism everything that Edward Snowden's released blah 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 all the things that a lot of conspiracy theorists have always thought that are end up now being true uh, you know of course it's not going to be a surprise to you. Okay, but it should still come as a surprise that it's happening now and that it's admitted to in relatively mainstream media and that, you know, (laughs) that that I mean, these things like it's so commonplace now to find out that everything we do is electronically is essentially being watched. But that doesn't mean that we, we shouldn't like not feel anything about it. That doesn't mean that we should just suddenly turn around and go. It's like, oh, well, yeah, no shit. You know, it's, (laughs) I mean, I kind of feel like Howard Beale, you know, where, where he, he's, you know, he just comes out and says, you know, I'm not going to take this anymore. It's like, it's like, you know, the first thing you got to do is get mad. Let's read the story. This is from Gizmodo. It's actually from the Washington Post, which is interesting that the Washington Post, uh, you know, recently got bought by Jeff Bezos, head of Amazon. And uh, they're coming out with all kinds like they they broke the story about cell phones being tracked. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Uh, All all this all this stuff Um, there. It seems to me like Bezos is like, okay, we got to compete with The Guardian because The Guardian's the only paper that anybody's reading anymore because of the Snowden revelations. So we got We got to grab this stuff, too. Somehow. I don't know how Bezos is grabbing all this information or what but uh but but i'm glad the washington post is putting it out there even if there may be nefarious purpose behind it because i don't believe that jeff bezos is like that great of a guy to where he actually cares about liberties um Anyway, so so this is the short version from Gizmodo. There's a link to the Washington Post article in it. If you want to read the full thing, it is a long ass article. It is four pages for an Internet article. That's crazy. Uh, So anyway, uh, the FBI can secretly turn on laptop cameras without the indicator light. 
and uh yeah you know actually I, I like how how this guy wraps this up scary insane ridiculous invasive wrong that that's the actual words of the article the Washington Post reports that the FBI has had the ability to secretly activate a computer's camera without triggering the light that lets the users know it's recording for years now. What in the hell is going on? Look, I'm reading the article, <laughs> okay? And this is not, you know, believe me, Gizmodo, Gizmodo's part of Gawker Media. They love Obama, all right? <laughs> this isn't, they love their government. This, this is amazing. This is their exact words. What in the hell is going on? What kind of a world do we live in? It's almost like they listen to my show and they quote me. Marcus Thomas, the former assistant director of the FBI's operational technology division, told the boat, told the post that the sort of creepy spy laptop recording is, quote unquote, mainly used. Now, keyword mainly used in terrorism. It's not always used in terrorism. It's mainly used in terrorism cases or the quote unquote most serious of criminal investigations. It doesn't really make it less crazy or any better since the very idea of the FBI being able to watch you through your computer is absolutely disturbing. Again, I'm reading verbatim exactly what this article said. The whole post piece about the FBI's search for a bomb threat suspect is worth reading. It shows how far the FBI will go with its use of malware to spy on people and reveal the occasional brain dead mistakes the FBI makes to screw themselves over like a typo of an email address that the FBI wanted to keep tabs on. Good to know these completely competent folks are watching over us by any means necessary. First, kudos to Gawker for letting this for, for letting this get written in this way. I shouldn't have to give you even the details. The fact is this happens and people should be livid. They should be livid that this bullshit's going on. This is beyond sick, okay? There's no forget the glass holes. This is this goes 10 times beyond the glass holes. This is the ultimate in surveillance and voyeuristic bullshit. This is 10 times in my opinion 10 times worse than the backscatter porno scanners that they had in 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 airports. This is this is this is terrible. And yes, I know I sh- I shouldn't be shocked. I'm not necessarily shocked that this is occurring. Yes, I know. No, no, you didn't think they were doing I knew they were doing this, okay? I fucking get it. But the point is, is that now it's out there in the open. The Washington Post is fucking reporting it. The FBI is admitting to it, and they're saying it's okay. And they're even, they're not, I mean, they're just, they're so brazen. They're not even saying, well, you know, some, you know, it's like, oh, we only use it in these cases. No, they say mainly. They're admitting that it's not even for t- just for terrorism. The FBI investigation, they're supposed to be investigating. They're not prosecuting criminals. Okay, they're supposed to be investigating proper criminals. Now, by their own laws, okay, the, uh, cri- you know, a criminal, they're innocent until proven guilty. That means they still have rights until they're proven guilty. The FBI cannot call you guilty. They're investigating All right. Now we talked. We talked last week. How privacy was not part of the was not officially the right to privacy was not officially recognized by the United States until 1967. Fine, it wasn't recognized until 1967, but it is recognized now. 
and these people don't care. You know, there's articles going around where they're saying, hey, you know, you think the NSA is bad? You should see what the FBI can do. And the FBI has all the oversight in the world. It's not like because some people wrote off, some proud Americans wrote off the NSA as well. The NSA, you know, they got to do what they got to do and they can't always inform the president of every little damn thing. The FBI doesn't, doesn't work that way. Okay, I know the FBI has to report every damned little thing to a whole lot more people than the president. And there's no way they got that they they were doing this stuff without somebody knowing. As to where the NSA, maybe you could get away with that. No, somebody had to know this bullshit was going on. So what's happening is, is essentially if you if you read the Washington Post story. Okay, I'm, I'm going to try and calm down a little bit. But this is maddening. According to the Washington Post story, what you can do is, or what the FBI can do is, is that anytime, you know, they, they get your email address, okay? They get SovereignTech at RiseUp.net. Let's say they got my, they, or well, not RiseUp, um, but w- whatever. They got Brian at FreeTalkLive.com, okay? So I type in Brian at FreeTalkLive.com. I log in. Doesn't matter what computer I log into. Doesn't matter what device I log into. Doesn't matter where I log in. But once I log in, the FBI registers that I logged in to my email address, and then they turn on the camera on whatever device I'm at. I could be at the library. Do you get it? They're not just invading. They're invading every piece of property in the world, and they don't care. They're not just invading your laptop. This is crazy. Now, a lot of it's based upon, you know, installing malware on these things, but the malware is everywhere. Everybody's using, everybody's using Windows. You know, nobody's really using Linux. To some degree, maybe, hopefully, Linux would somehow, you know, maybe wouldn't allow for this to occur. Okay, but this ugly piece of malware, it, it makes sure the indicator light, like I'm, I'm looking at on my laptop right now, I see the webcam, and there's a little, little light off to the right side that, that'll, that'll turn orange when it's on. Okay, or you can actually there's like a hot key that you can press, you know, FN and then a key and it'll turn off the camera. Nope, they can just bypass all that and they can make it so that you don't know that it's on. Now, I don't know if maybe a person could go look in the processes, you know, they hit control alt delete and they can look at the processes on, you know, on their computer and what they would see. The, the process would probably wouldn't be a name you'd recognize. And what, you're going to have to check the processes like every 20 minutes, you know, just to make sure the FBI is not looking at you. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm almost, I'm almost at, at the loss for words. You know, when Snowden said this stuff gets worse, yeah, this shit gets worse. My opinion, prism's nothing compared to this. You think you think there aren't guys using this, you know, to look in the bedrooms? Oh, please. You bet your ass they are. This is, you know, in Pennsylvania, I think it was. I think it was in Pennsylvania a few years ago. There was a school superintendent doing this. Now that one, okay, that got me livid enough back then, believe me. And I've brought that story up before on Free Talk Live, and I've probably mentioned it on the show too. Okay, that's, that story drove me nuts as well. But I'm like, okay, well, there's something you can do about that that's really simple. You don't, you just learn your lesson. You don't take free hardware from school. You don't take school laptops because then when the superintendent, I mean, the superintendent was, was, was you know, was morally out of line in the first place, okay? But, you know, then you can say, well, no, you can't do that. It's my computer. 
It's not the schools. You can't just turn on the camera when you want. Well, the FBI says, fuck you. Yes, we can. And for what? Well, there's, there's Supreme Court justices, you know, there's FISA courts. They won't let them just do that bullshit. They'll rubber stamp anything that they want. Madness. Absolute madness. Now, let's, take the, let's put this in a little bit of perspective. You take this capability and you put that on Google Glass. Then what do you got? Fine. Oh, yeah, they could do it in cameras. Well, cameras can sit in your back pockets. That's fine. Okay? Or you could put stickers over that stuff. Maybe we need to put, you know, maybe that's what, tell you what, if you are so, so ass happy about Google Glass coming out, do me a favor. If you're going to, you know, if if you're going to walk up to me, put a little sticker over that camera. You can see the camera on it. Show a little respect for other human beings. You know, and, and I'm worried, too, because I think there's a lot, of, a lot of philosophically inclined people who would say, well, you have a problem with my Google Glass? I don't think you're being vulnerable enough. What? What do you mean I'm not being vulnerable enough? No, I'm telling you to get that camera on my fucking face and leave me alone. The ultimate of rights, if there are rights, the ultimate of rights is leave me the hell alone. That's what this is all about. crazy you know i mean the, the guy that wrote the article he just came around and says what world am i living in i agree what world am i living in what the hell is going on that's exactly his words that's my words what the hell is going on how come people aren't freaking out what because they didn't take your internet or your television away from you how about that okay guess what we've got another article turns out that the government is it's called standard operations 303 the government has an internet kill switch it's true it was in Slate. Slate's a fucking liberal paper. I'm sorry I keep yelling, but don't you... I mean, this is crazy. This is so nuts. Who can possibly say that all of this is okay? Who can come out? What person, what wonderful statist can come out and say, yeah, no, no, we have to do this. I want to hear that argument. I don't think anyone can give it. I don't. This is mind-numbing. It's absolutely, absolutely unbelievable. So tell you what, look, government, this is what I want you to do. NSA, you're listening into Sovereign Tech? You better, because, boy, I use every hot word on every terrorist watch list you can imagine, okay? Turn off the internet, turn off the television, because then people are going to say, that's enough. That's what it takes. You know, I was listening to a tech podcast. And a guy on there, actually a guy I have a lot of respect for, but a guy on there, he says, man, he's like, you know, if I had the choice between like water, electricity, and internet, he says, make sure I have my internet. I don't care if I don't have water. I think that tells a story. <laughs> I think that that's the thing. You know, these people don't take away their endor- their endorphin rush, okay, which happens to be, you know, the internet or television. And not, please, I'm not going on some big rail against the internet or television, but go ahead, kill it, kill, kill all that. That way, maybe people will finally say, hey, what the fuck are you doing in Washington? It's not just Washington, please. Every government around the world would do this. And they probably do. This is unbelievable. And, and, And 
you know, and, and to, to take it to take it to the next level. This is something I wanted to talk about in the last last segment, but I'll talk about it now. Um, Google X, you know, there, there's there's a there is a, a story out there. There there's a woman who's working for Google X. Google X is like uh you know like the the secret mad scientist laboratory for for Google. Uh, and, <laughs> and you know she came out and said, look, tablets, smartphones, Google Glass, boring. All that stuff that that stuff's garbage. She's like, and that's all anybody wants to work on, and and it and they're just it, it's dumb. It, she, I mean, that, that that's pretty much her words. Is that all this stuff is, is just ridiculous, and that they're working on something eons bigger. I'd appreciate it if they held off on releasing whatever that eons bigger thing is, unless it has privacy in mind. Until all these governments fall. Because I don't want anything more ubiquitous or pervasive, okay? And you know, I'm like I said, I, you know, I think I was talking about this last week, okay? I'm a really open guy. Believe me, they could, people could record me all day long, and there's nothing that they could use against me as like, oh, see, I got blackmail on Brian Sovereign. Look, he was doing this. Go ahead, put it out there. No one will care because it'll be like, oh, it's Brian Sovereign. Of course he did that. What you you, you caught him in an orgy? No shit. You know, I'm not the kind of guy that's even worried about this stuff, okay? But it's not just me on planet Earth. It's not just me. It's something, you know, I hate this because, I mean, what, what do I have, you know, what do I have for an answer? Well, I released a special this week uh, that you can check out, the, the Dark Android special. Um, which, you know, that, that's, that's something to at least be an annoyance, you know, to, to, to at least be a little bit of a thorn in the side of this, this poppycock bullshit. Okay. That, that the FBI is doing and whoever, whoever else. Okay. That's a start. But boy, there's gotta be a lot of, a lot of societal change. All of these societal mores just have to go, or at least if they don't go, they have to be, when one doesn't follow societal mores, they got, we just got to make it so that we don't judge people on them. I mean, go ahead and write into me, write into me. And I I can't even picture, I pride myself on my ability to really, you know, to, to empathize and put my empathy means uh, putting yourself in, you know, kind of in another person's shoes, essentially mentally to some degree. Well, it's not all it means, but that's part of it. Okay. And I pride myself on being able generally to, to figure out why, what someone else is thinking. And I just can't picture unless it's someone that's just so cognitive, you know, just, just has so much cognitive dissonance. And it's so old that they know it's okay. They can do this week. They got to watch us while you're changing your colostomy bag. I, I can't picture the argument. Please, you can email me with it, okay? SovereignTech at RiseUp.net. You can email with me. And, and, and tell me what you think that argument is. And, and we'll talk about it in a listener email because I just can't picture it. This is fucking insane. I'll be back with more. Time now for 90 Seconds on Sex with Dr. Paul. Back in the 1970s, a woman who had become a famous psychologist 
noticed that a number of the women in her college dorm had their periods at the same time. She called this menstrual synchrony, and she did a research study on it that supposedly found it to be true. Well, since then, a number of studies have shown her calculations to have been in error. Yet the idea that periods will start to occur at the same time if women live together refuses to die. Since that first study, researchers have enlisted hundreds of roommates in college dorms to be in year-long studies. They've studied menstruation in lesbian couples and in African tribes, where women spend their periods in menstrual huts. And they've done experiments with more menstruating hamsters and rodents than you can imagine. Well, hard as they've tried to prove that menstrual synchrony exists, most researchers have concluded that it doesn't. One of the reasons why it might seem like menstrual synchrony exists is because there's so much variation in when women get their periods and in how long they last. Women's periods arrive every 21 to 35 days, and they can last from 2 to 7 days. So statistically, the chances are good that every couple of months, periods will overlap. But that doesn't mean that one woman's body will influence another woman's body to start having their periods together. For more, visit 90secondsonsex.com. Software of the Week. It is time for Software of the Week. And, you know, I I was kind of hoping, hey, yeah, I can can calm down now. But no, I'm going to talk about more bullshit. Um, <laughs> for software of the week, this is where I talk about software that's sometimes, you know, good, useful. Sometimes it's even something that gets asked for by request. Um, and sometimes it's something that's terrible. Now I've only done a couple, a uh, couple of terrible ones in the past, iTunes 11 and Google Hangouts, which Google Hangouts is actually getting a little bit better, full disclosure. Uh, but This week, I'm going to talk about Google Play Books. Now, this is different from Google Books. This is not Google Books. Google Books is a great thing, okay? Do you hear me? Google Books is okay. Google Play Books is not okay. Google Books is where Google is scanning a lot of of old documents, uh, like every book they could possibly find, and they are putting it up on the internet, mostly for free, sometimes at a cost. Uh, But they're very rare books often enough. It's a really great thing. Google Play Books is totally different. Google Play Books is a competitor to Apple Books, um, you know, iBooks, whatever, uh, and and in Kindle, okay? Uh, First off, it offers... It, it generally offers nothing of interest or nothing over uh, Apple's books or or especially the Amazon Kindle. It doesn't even compare to what Kindle does. Um, and here's the problem. So it's actually the largest digital bookstore in the world, okay, probably in large part due to everything that's available through Google Books, okay? But again, this is different. This is Google Play Books, okay? And Google Play Books... Actually, you don't, when you purchase a book on Google Play Books, and you can do this, uh, you know, you can do this in your web browser, you can do it, uh, you know, on your, on your Android device, whatever. Um, and when, when, you, when you actually purchase the books, you're not actually purchasing the book like you do when you buy it from Apple or from Amazon. You are licensing the book, kind of like with Windows. You're not, you don't actually own your copy of Windows. You only hashed out $300 for the ability to use it. All right. And so these digital, you know, the digital books that you can get, the ebooks that you can get through through Google Play Books. Now, Google Books, again, Google Play Books, uh, you know, you if you go to a country where that book is not able to be licensed out, 
Okay. Like if you go from America, you buy a book here and then you go, uh, you know, to some really far off, like way out country, way far off country, like Canada. And you, and you get a book that's not licensed in a far off country like Canada. You can't read it. Of course you could use a VPN to get around that, but that's ridiculous. This, this is, this is dumb. Okay, this is actually the, the, the Google Play Books brings all those fears that people have about digital books and just brings them to colorful, you know, 1080p life. Okay, this is stupid. <laughs> Sorry. All right, I don't, you know, I don't want to be a judging guy, but really, this is just asinine uh, business model here that that Google's doing, and I'm not against all of Google's business models. A lot of them are great, but this one's terrible. Don't fall for it. Now, what what are some advantages that Google Play Books allows? It allows you to upload 1,000 documents, PDF or EPUB, for free. Um, and, you know, you can access those documents on, you know, on your browser, you know, on a Chromebook or on an Android device, whatever. Uh, that's that's actually that's decently nice. And as far as the app on Android, it works pretty well. And it's actually pretty good at reading PDFs. So see, I'm being completely fair here. OK, um, but Amazon Kindle. OK, <laughs> just blows all this out of the water. Kindle allows you to upload documents. Okay, now you can't read your personal documents in the browser, that's true, but you can read them on any, almost any other tablet or, you know, any other device like that. Uh, And they give you like five gigabytes of storage, at least, you know, if you're bought into the Amazon ecosystem, I think you can get more, but you get five gigabytes at least. And believe me, I have, I know I'm not even taking up four gig and I have some odd 3000 documents in my Amazon Kindle folder in my personal documents. Okay. Those are full books and PDFs. Some of them are huge. All right. So th- there's no superior service being offered here and Kindle can read PDFs. Kindle can read docs, text, the whole business. Okay. Also Kindle offers like the, you know, there's the Kindle verse, which I, I really think is great. There's like Kindle worlds, Kindle singles. There's all these exclusive things. Google doesn't care about books. Okay. They don't. And as far as like, well, yeah, but I want to be able to get the Google books that are available on Google Play Books. Well, you can buy Google Books without needing Google Play Books, and you can use those and you can input them into your Kindle if you'd like. Okay, that's the way to go. Kindle Play Books is a sham. It's really not letting you buy anything. It's as much a sham as Microsoft is. I, I just I think it's a, it's a terrible business practice that I don't understand. Maybe somebody can email me and tell me what exactly. Stop and take a rise of Email me and tell me why. Because it's terrible. I'll be back. Are you tired of people wasting away all their precious time? Then stop using the same social media as them. Google Plus is a centralized hub for all of your Google services, your ideas, and your passions. Google Plus has a much more international user base as to where other forms of social media center around so-called developed nations that really don't do anything exciting in the first place. Google Plus has almost no spam and has very few cat pictures, pictures of police, or anything else government-related. Stop using Facebook. You have an alternative. Start using Google Plus today. It's time for listener emails, where I cover the emails that get sent to me, or the questions, I should say, 
that get asked to me via Twitter. Yes, you can direct message me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Sovereign Tech. Uh, or you can also, you know, you, you, you know, actually no one's done this yet, but I think it's possible you can message me through SoundCloud if you have a SoundCloud account, which please, if you... I, you know, if you want to do something, you know, you don't want to donate to the show. You can't donate to the show right now. I don't blame you. I mean, things are, especially in the cryptocurrency world, which is the only way you can donate to the show. In the cryptocurrency world, things are just, you know, madness right now. Um, so I don't blame you, you know, for not wanting to deal in that instability. Uh, but if you want to do something that can help the show, a couple things you can do is, A, you can get, you know, my, my Twitter follower count up, uh, you know, by, by following me on Twitter. Um, or, and, and these are, you know, this is my private Twitter, you know, my personal, I shouldn't say private, it's not private, but it's my personal Twitter account. Uh, and believe me, if you're going to use social media, you know, Google plus is a good option. Facebook is not a good option. We're going to talk about that later. Um, Twitter is a fine option. Twitter, you know, does everything right by the numbers, you know, with, with, with the EFF, um, they, they, they even Twitter recently inputted perfect forward secrecy. Uh, it's, it's really, it's Twitter can run through Tor natively on multiple devices. Uh, there, you know, the Twitter's great. So if you want to do, you know, you can create a Twitter account and, you know, just, just have my follower account go up if you want to help out that way. Or even more helpful is if you create a SoundCloud account, Okay, which is the best way to really get access to the show. It really is. Uh, SoundCloud, you know, I mean, yeah, you, you know, if you want it offline, you know, with your podcatching, you know, app or whatever, uh, that that's cool. I totally understand. But SoundCloud is really, really nice. Granted, yes, you have to have an Internet connection. I understand. Okay, but SoundCloud is really, really nice for playing you know, all kinds of things. I, I think it's one of the best websites on the internet, just hands down. And I wish that they would actually make the social aspect of it. Cause it is, it is technically a social media site. Um, I wish they would implement a lot more social into their media, uh, because I think SoundCloud really has a, has just a super bright future for it. Um, so, but if you want to help out, you can actually make a SoundCloud account. If you want, you can make an anonymous bullshit named one. That's fine. Um, and you can follow me on SoundCloud. So those are way, also ways you can help out, you know, help the show out. Uh, and, of course, you know, I really appreciate it. And, and you know, the numbers keep going up for the listeners of, of Sovereign Tech. And, and that's that's just awesome. Uh, anyway, I've got a listener email. I, I want to I really I, I want to calm down a little bit. OK, uh, fortunately, normally I think I have very low blood pressure uh, <laughs> instead of high. So so I'm fine. Um, but uh, th- this this. This comes from a, from an emailer uh, actually overseas, which which is really great. Um, and it's, uh, you know, and again, I will keep you anonymous unless you explicitly come out and say, hey, Brian Sovereign, uh, you know, you, you can mention that, that I asked you about this. And so what this person's asking about is, uh, I think it's pronounced breatharianism. Okay. Not as in like getting a, a some, you know, a breath of fresh air, <laughs> but it, it it's called breatharianism and i in latin it had another phrase it was like anija which is fasting um because a lot of this whole idea of breatharianism you're going to see has a has a lot wrapped up in a lot of religions but christianity in in particular and what breatharianism you know essentially is you know bare bones and and the emailer was asking me have you heard of this is this true do you put any stock in it um and, and what breatharianism is is the belief that now there's a couple different definitions because there's a belief that you can live without eating food, but you can drink water. But then there's also people who make the claim that breatharianism actually is that you don't ingest anything. 
Okay. Uh, you actually, you know, all, all you do is, uh, you know, you know, you, you don't drink and you don't eat. Um, and to the best of, of my knowledge on this, okay. Is that, you know, anybody that's made the claim that they've been doing this for a really long time. And there have been quite a few people that have made the claim, uh, they've been discovered to be lying. Like that at some point, essentially, they would, you know, either a they won't subject themselves to tests to see, you know, if like if there's actually anything in their stomach or B, uh, they you know, someone will go off to this, you know, the, they'll run off into the woods somewhere and then someone will find them and they're actually like, you know, they're eating insects or something. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, and, and this is, you know, there was a lot of particularly in Christianity, there were a lot of like the, the desert saints that they're called in Catholicism. Okay, Uh, that they claim, you know, to have, you know, a lot of them were like in the they call them the desert saints because they were living in the deserts, you know, and then they're popular again. They're saints in Catholicism and, and, you know, like Eastern Orthodox. Of course, Protestants don't generally believe in the idea of saints. Uh, But I mean, there's like Nicholas of Flew by who else? Uh, Catherine of Siena, Elizabeth the Good. So it's not just something that that men have only claimed. Women have claimed this feat, too. Uh, El Pius of Cadot, uh, there, there, there's, there's, there's quite a few, uh, in, in the Christian realm that, that have made this claim. And, uh, you know, obviously there's no way we can verify that because the desert saints were from, you know, a thousand years ago at least. Uh, and yeah, I, I mean, I think science is, is pretty clear that, you know, yes, you can go without eating for a long time. I think like a month, maybe. Um, but you can't go without drinking for more than like three days. Like you have to drink water. Um, and I, you know, and and essentially I guess what they say is, you know, you'll, you'll pass out and die or whatever. Um, I can speak to some degree. Now I was in the military. Okay. And I went in the military at various times. I went through some pretty rigorous forms of training, uh, because you know, that was, that was part of my job description. And, in the military, like, like there, I remember specifically having to go 36 hours without eating or drinking. Um, and you know, I could feel it. Uh, now this isn't a case where, you know, there's lots of people say, well, you know, when you're withdrawing from drugs after, you know, after 70, you know, 72 hours or whatever, it's all mental. It's not real. Uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that like I couldn't carry my ruck anymore. Okay. <laughs> like, like, like I don't, I don't think that was just mental. My body was saying you can't do this. Um, so I, 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 th- this is one area where I agree, boy, if we didn't have to eat or drink, wow, what a freeing thing that would be. Uh, but I think the science stands that no, you know, that, that, that it is necessary. Now, I mean, this, this brings to mind also, you know, to me, like there's, there's people who claim, or there, there was a couple years ago who, I mean, this is a little bit different from breatharianism, but there was a couple of years ago who said their kid. And I think at the time I'd have to look into this again, cause it's been years. Um, but it, you know, it was a big story, ABC, the whole thing, um, where th- this kid couldn't, uh, you, you know, like d- didn't sleep. Like the kid just never slept. And the parents actually had to parent in shifts. Like, like, you know, the, the, the father had to, had to watch the kid at night and the mother had to watch the kid during the day because the kid literally never slept. 
but just had tons of, you know, rambunctious energy. Now, I don't know whatever came of that. Maybe eventually that wore off. Um, I've heard of people in the Philippines. Okay. Uh, when I actually, I went to the Philippines and I've, I've heard of people in the Philippines who have claimed that they haven't slept for 40 years. So, you know, I mean, you know, again, does this have to do with breatharianism? Maybe, maybe not. But I think it's interesting, you know, because we're talking about testing the limits of the human body, you know, kind of like a David Blaine kind of thing. Right. Um, and, you know, I can say like I try to and, and, and please, listeners, don't hesitate to laugh at this because I recognize how ridiculous it was. But I remember I was reading uh, the Batman, the novelization of Nightfall which is a story where Batman stops being Batman, like Bane breaks his back. Uh, and if I, if I just spoiled something for you, please, the, the Nightfall came out in the 90s. You should have already read it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bane breaks his back. And so he, you know, he, he, gives, uh, he gives essentially the, the mantle of the bat over to Azrael. Um, you know, it was a John Paul Valley or whatever. Uh, and, but, but Azrael, or as he, commonly becomes to be known as bat uh he ends up becoming like this really like he's a really brutal guy and in fact he'll even kill because batman doesn't believe in killing fancy that um and so anyway so batman has to like he has to stop as bat and so he goes to get retrained and in his retraining he talks about his capabilities in the novelization the comic book didn't really talk about it that i remember okay but he talks about like you know his personal abilities and batman states again this is all fiction i know but i was i was i was a kid all right i was a teenager give me a break okay <laughs> but um you know batman says yeah i only sleep 2 hours a week which makes sense because, you know, Batman's fighting crime at night and having to run Wayne Enterprises during the day to some degree. So you would think he's not sleeping a whole hell of a lot. Well, it ends up that's the amount that Batman sleeps is two hours a week. So I thought I'd try for that. And I, you know, I made it to about 52 hours. And this is when I was working, you know, a, a relatively physically intensive job uh, at the time. And uh, like towards the end of my last shift, you know, this is getting into like the 50th hour or so. Uh, like I start uncontrollably, uncontrollably drooling. And like my my boss, she essentially told me, Brian, go sit down. And I sat down and literally like I, I just like slumped over onto this table. Um, I didn't fall asleep. I just slumped over. And like <laughs> when 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 my mother came to pick me up because I couldn't drive home. Okay, when my mother came to pick me up, uh, like literally when I got up, there was just like, you know, there's just this like pool of drool on that table that I slumped over on. Okay, uh, you know, so I, you know, I've, I've done some testing of the human limits of the body. Okay, uh, you know, and I am no weak person, especially at that time. I was, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm in fine shape now, but back then I was, you know, in tremendous shape. Uh, and, uh, you know, <laughs> The body can't do that. Okay. It has to sleep or, I mean, you know, maybe there's some free kind of nature. I don't know. You know, either there's like the, the story with the kid. I mean, who, who knows, but maybe the body's just producing so much constant fucking energy with that kid. But maybe when he turned 13, suddenly, you know, he couldn't do that anymore. And he, one night he just fell asleep, you know, I, I, I don't know. 
Um, I mean, you know, admittedly, credit to the parents real quick, credit to the parents for not, you know, like injecting their kid with like horse pills or, or, you know, or forcing horse pills on their kid uh, just so the kid would fall asleep. They actually like let the kid do what it does um, as to where, you know, there's lots of people who believe like in like sleep training their children, uh, which is which is ridiculous. You know, how how dare you <laughs> tell a kid uh, when it should sleep? You know, that that's the whole point of unschooling and, and like being, you know, a peaceful parent, right, is letting a kid discover the world more or less on its own. And you're just a steward, OK, of its safety to some degree. Um, anyway, yeah. So so the human body, I mean, a lot of these things, like I said, I've tested quite a bit of it. OK. And and it, it you know, it just can't happen now. Yes, you can go a while where like you're just drinking water. You can go a really, really long time with that. Uh, in fact, I wouldn't be shocked. I haven't personally tested this, uh, but I wouldn't be shocked if you could go beyond, you know, if you could go beyond those 30 days. Uh, but I suppose, you know, results may vary depending on how much fat stores you have in your own body, things like that. Um, you know, a, a lot of options there. But this breatharianism, there hasn't been a, a single, even amongst the most, you know, and, and, and I'll admit, as a hobby, I like to read some of what people would call, and I don't mean this to be necessarily so derogatory. But I read a lot of woo-woo papers, you know, or a lot of woo-woo articles. And, uh, yeah, no, no one's really, you know, no one's really, really proven this. Um, so I really appreciate the emailer, you know, ask, asking about it because I, it's something that maybe you haven't heard of. And if, if you haven't, awesome, because, great, Sovereign Tech brought up something that doesn't get talked about anywhere else, right? Uh, though I guess, you know, there are episodes, I'm not sure what the, which episodes they are, but there are episodes I've heard in the past or I've heard of from other people in the past, the free talk live where people have called in claiming that they were breatharians or whatever, and that they, you know, they, they've been going forever without eating or drinking. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't think it's possible at all. I mean, and even, you know, just from a scientific sense, okay. Uh, like the very fact that, that we, that humans, paleolithic humans, or, you know, even before then, um, or not necessarily before then, but you know what I mean. Uh, because some people think that that Paleolithic humans just means, you know, a small time frame. Um, but they, you know, they 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 had a very very much a ketogenic diet. Uh, they you know they ate a lot of fats, um, and they cooked their food. And a lot of people theorize, a lot of scientists theorize that that cooking of the food and eating of facts of fats is what actually developed our large brains and what actually helped develop our intelligence. Um, so, you know, I mean, if you want to toss like the, the evolution of man out the door, which to some degree you can, because, you know, I, I don't want to touch, I want to touch on this real quick, but there's this great, great article uh, going around great, great kind of study uh, by a guy named Eugene McCarthy that says that humans are actually the descendants of a hybridization of pigs and chimpanzees. I think it's tremendous. Uh, I'm really, really intrigued by, by this, this research. Um, and uh, interestingly, you know, the guy, the guy doesn't make any really wild claims. Um, but he, he comes right out, but, but a lot of people are coming right out and saying, Oh, you know, this guy like believes in aliens that, you know, in ancient aliens and all this bullshit. No, the, the guy's a, a really like a dead serious scientist. Uh, I don't like it when, when, when scientists get, you know, just like tossed offhand because something they, they're, they're talking about is so, you know, uh, mainstream outlandish. 
you know, like the, like the Institute of Heart Math. Uh, a lot of people think think that the the work they're doing is crazy. I don't think it's crazy at all. They're dead serious scientists, and they're really look researching this stuff. Uh, but anyway, so as long as you're not questioning, you know, the evolution of man, uh, I I don't think there's any reason to believe that breatharianism, um, you know, that that it that it's nonsense. Uh, you know, and if if I have a listener who happens to be a breatharian, I will put you on the show, okay? And believe me, I will treat you with the utmost respect. Uh, you, you know, if you are, but, um, you know, I just, I, I don't believe it. I, I, I don't believe it at all. I don't think man could possibly even get to the point where they could think of things like breatharianism if they didn't eat and drink, <laughs> you know, it, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't gel. Um, and why did they eat and drink? Not because someone told them to the paleolithic humans ate because they had to, they were hungry. Okay, you know, they did things, you know, on a lot of instinct. And so to say, like, if you didn't have to eat, wouldn't the instinct be to not eat? Hmm. A little fallacy there. Anyway, I'll be back with more. Thank you very much for the email. I thought it was interesting. Breatharianism. Who knew? This is Sovereign Time. The Electronic Frontier Foundation, or EFF, fights to protect your rights in the digital world. When a patent troll threatened podcasters, they fought back. EFF has also defended your right to encryption and has sued the NSA to end the government's mass, suspicionless surveillance. There are different ways you can help EFF, from donations to signing petitions to writing your representatives to just spreading the word. Find out more at EFF.org. That's EFF.org. Stop playing those video games! Uh, 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 just a minute, Mom. Game Talk. It is time for the Brian Sovereign Bitching Show. I mean, uh, sorry. It's time for Game Talk. Because <laughs> uh, I'm about to do some more bitching. Uh, <laughs> un- unbelievable. This episode... I just I, I knew it, you know, I, I was putting it all together yesterday and I was like, holy cow, I'm, I'm just, there's, you know, I'm, I'm just going to be yelling the whole time. And I have to do I have to record three episodes today. I'm going away to Las Vegas, you know, next week. And so I'm giving you guys the triple load, you know, and I'm recording three episodes. <laughs> anyway, I love all of you. I really do. Um, but he, here we go. Uh, th- this is th- this is this is crazy. Uh, I, I have, you know, whenever there's a dead week there, things are, are so with the new consoles coming out, there's so much, so much great news that I've had to put off some of my plans for game talk, uh, for a couple episodes away, maybe longer, but it's my show so I can do that, you know? (laughs) So I apologize if, you know, if, if if I said I'd be doing something this week and I end up pushing it back, um, I, I assure you, I do it with the thoughts of entertainment and infotainment in mind. Uh, but anyway, this is. Last week, we I, I think it was last week, we, we talked about the, the clusterfuck of Microsoft uh, advertising that, that they just constantly do. And it's just getting worse. Um, now, now they're they're still they, they've done another ad on Chromebook uh, where they're doing like man on the street kind of ads. And they're, they're they're just like they're asking people who need office and who need Photoshop, you know, and it's like, uh, you know, whether whether they, they want a Chromebook. Of course they don't want a Chromebook and you're cherry picking people that need, you know, like that need to use spread spreadsheets and, you know, and even that, a lot of that could get done on, you know, 
on Google Docs, but or on, I mean on Google Drive. But they're cherry picking people, and Microsoft's just coming out looking so bad. But this, this is the th- this takes the cake. I think this is actually worse than that than that you know really that sexist bullshit that they pulled off that we last talked about. And uh, this story is from BBC News. How about that? And it's Microsoft Xbox users account suspended after swearing. Okay. And it actually gets worse. Um, Users of Microsoft's Xbox One console caught swearing in video clips are having their accounts suspended. Files containing excessive profanity will be taken down and their owners will have access to some features on Xbox Live removed. Microsoft said all files uploaded to its upload studio were monitored for violations of its code of conduct. So whatever you're uploading to Xbox Live, Microsoft's going through with a fine tooth comb. There you go. Take that. Which is funny because uh, didn't they say it wasn't part of their ad campaign against Google is ah, they're, you know, they're stealing your data. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Um, The review process was to help maintain a clean, safe and fun environment for all users, the company said. Who defines what clean is? The King James Bible? You know, funny thing, funny thing. Ready for this? Just just a little little side note on swearing, okay? Everybody takes, there's a verse in, in the book of Matthew, which is in the New Testament, so a lot of my, my Jewish friends probably haven't read that. Okay, good for you. But in the book of Matthew, there's a point where Jesus says, don't swear at all. Now, that gets taken out of context, meaning don't swear, don't use, uh, you know, foul language. Okay. And, and actually there's another verse I'll talk about in a second, but it says, don't swear at all. What he's talking about is swearing oaths. He's saying, don't swear oaths to, you know, to anyone, which is funny because when you join the military, you generally swear an oath to the military and suppose, and and a lot of people think that, you know, well, the military, the U S military is such fine Christian people. Well, if they're actual Christians following their Bible, they wouldn't swear an oath to the constitution. No one would. Again, not a Christian country. Sorry. Uh, or then they also they use, you know, Paul says, I think it's in uh, it's in Corinthians where where Paul says that, uh, you know, you know, foul language is not a way of a Christian or whatever. But they miss the point where Paul, when you read the whole verse, Paul says that don't, you know, don't criticize people for using foul language. Don't don't, you know, not associate with them because they use foul language because you were once young too so again where this idea that swearing is somehow some kind of terrible thing came from i have no idea so they're banning accounts okay or they're suspending them uh and and let's read a little bit about this and then there's there's another story to add on to this uh responses to the action taken by microsoft were varied Uh, These are quotes from people. I question the validity of this, but the average gamer is 32. I don't mind hearing someone saying it. Free speech, said one member. Good for them. Uh, Another thought some moderation was necessary. Game uploads get sent to everyone. You see them when you browse a game, etc. There has to be some control and moderation. Your private conversations are not censored or moderated. Only what you share with the public, which includes little kids. Oh, because, you know, those little kids aren't going to go outside and hear someone say, fuck, 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 fuck all the time. Come on. Uh, Anyway, 
what's happening with the new generation of consoles is that they are increasingly incorporating social network-like features. There's a lot more sharing and communication between players, which means more potential for abuse of the terms of service, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I want to get on to the next story, which the next story is that... Uh, Essentially, a guy was playing NBA 2K14. Great game. I love it. Okay. On Xbox Live. And so he, he's playing and, you know, he's playing against people, multiplayer or whatever. And he, he starts trash talking and swears. And the game. Okay. Th- this isn't even Xbox Live banning or suspending or giving a warning or something. Okay. The game said gave him a technical foul. Now, in, in basketball, like that's one of the rules, like, you know, you know, foul and like when you hit somebody or something like that. Right. Uh, he, the game gave him a technical foul and the opponent got to go for a three pointer. The game gave him a technical foul for swearing. What the hell is that? And some people have looked into this and it's all Microsoft's doing. The Steam version doesn't do that. The PS4 version doesn't do that. Uh, as far as we know about the PS4 version anyway, but <laughs> holy shit, I mean, what is, what is this? Trash talking is as much a part of multiplayer gaming as anything is. It's just there. It's talking smack. It's what people do. Don't like it. Don't multiplayer game or don't turn on your microphone or your headphones or whatever. Turn off, you know, that, that, that can easily be done. All right. But this to get a technical foul in the game for something you said and people talk about how like the connect is so invasive of their living room and all this stuff. No kidding. They're tracking every word you say. You know, I mean, imagine like there's like a big tournament going on and like some parent or, or some, you know, some other person, whoever, some other person starts swearing and that gets received by your head, your, your turtle beach headphones. And then suddenly, you know, you, you essentially, you lose the game because there's a technical foul and your opponent gets to go for a three pointer. What is that? Why are gamers not up in arms about this? In fact, that story, the, where I read that from, it was on uh, geek tyrant about that story in that story. The writer of the article said this is great because it's going to stop the the toxic environment of of Xbox Live. No, how dare you try and control people's speech? We don't allow for that anywhere. Or, you know, at least (laughs) I don't think we should. That's crazy. You know, I mean, this is absolute crazy. Do not go for that Xbox One. I mean, this is this is too much, too far. The average age, I mean, it's statistically proven the average age of a gamer today is in their 30s. Okay, you know, I mean, I'm a gamer. I'm in my 30s. They're in their 30s. And and you're going to do this kind of censorship? Well, for the little kids, what the the little kids aren't going to see the world. You want to shelter them away from everything? Again, isn't that isn't that kind of a problem? Like, you know, aren't they supposed to kind of explore the world? This is just so, so mind blowing. And, you know, and this annoys me because. Like I've mentioned before, Sovereign Tech, Okay, I've I've had I've had some thoughts on possibly getting Sovereign Tech onto other networks. Okay, besides LRN. But, you know, every time I hear it, they're like, well, no foul language. Uh, You need to keep the sexual content down. You know, this is all this and that. And 
And I just go, is anybody human out there? You know, is anybody actually like, does anybody feel anything? <laughs> because to, to say that all of our media has to be, you know, so filtered and restrained, uh, you know, that just drives me nuts. So Sovereign Tech will stay its small little thing, um, will never be available on Xbox Live. Uh, not that it was going to be available there anyway. Uh, but, it, you know, because I absolutely refuse to to somehow kowtow to, to these kind of rules. Uh, I'm just not. If I'm on someone else's show, fine, I'll play by their rules. OK, but on my show, there are no rules. Never there will just no, okay, and I'm not going and and for for the sake of of uh, you know of, of of greater exposure, nope, not playing that game. Sorry. And again, speaking of playing a game, playing games, dude, what is with Microsoft? They are just failing right and left. You know, it kind of reminds me when the WWE went into the PG era, and everybody's just like you, you know. Like Vince McMahon in the 90s, okay, again, we're talking about world wrestling, okay? Vince McMahon in the 90s, he came out and said, look, wrestling's fake, because before then, it wasn't admitted to, even though a lot of people recognize it. He said, wrestling's, you know, wrestling's fake, and we're not going to insult your intelligence anymore, okay? And so then what do they do in the PG era? They go and they start insulting everybody's intelligence now, all right? And Microsoft is just insulting gamers' intelligence, saying, no, you've got to act like this little boy or little girl. When they're in the 30s and to say nothing of the fact of the ultimate and double standards in the entertainment industry, which is that, yeah, you know, on Xbox Live, you can blow a guy's head off, but you can't say fuck or shit or ass or cock or come on. (laughs) Nobody's writing into Microsoft about this. Unbelievable. Anyway, this is CyberTech. I'll be back with more. Not sure what to get for that special person in your life this holiday season? Look no further. Savory Sense Candles has something for you. Savory Sense aims to please with quality products and service. They even accommodate your special requests. Visit SavorySenseCandles.com and be sure to check out the exclusive subscription boxes. That's SavorySenseCandles.com. For 10% off regular orders, use coupon code FTL. Wow! It's a website of the week. It is time for website of the week where I cover websites that are useful, uh, sometimes they're terrible, um, and sometimes they do draw a fine line between being a website and software. Uh, and in this this week, and, and this is something I forgot to mention at the top of the show that I really wanted to, um, but there is now, I have created a IRC channel for Sovereign Tech. It's called the, it, you know, if, if you know anything about IRC, which is Instant Relay Chat, um, the channel is called, you know, it's the, it's the hashtag symbol, and then Sovereign Balnea, 
Okay, B-A-L-N-E-A. It's in the show notes now. I've put it in the show notes, and it'll be there from now on. Um, and I don't have to be there to run it. Um, it is on Freenode, okay, which is an, an IRC server you can connect to, probably one of the most popular ones. It also has Bitcoin and Litecoin channels um, on Freenode, and they are wild. Boy, if you want information on Bitcoin and, like, you know, if you want to be on, on the ground floor of what's happening with Bitcoin and Litecoin, those are the places to be. Let me tell you, forget about any kind of thing on facebook or bitcoin talk you know it's just not happening um anyway so the the website this week is kiwiirc.com and what it is kiwiirc is actually it's a website you can go to that allows you that works as an irc client okay because normally you'd have to to get onto irc uh, you would have to install an IRC is a chat. It's, it's the, one of the old, it's, it's, it was made in like 88. It's I mean, it's the oldest chat software in the world almost. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's really great. And normally you'd have to install a client like Merck or something, uh, you know, on your, on your computer. Um, but Kiwi IRC lets you do it right from your browser, which is great for me because that way I can access it from my Chromebook which is why I instantly, why I initially started looking into this because I wanted to get on IRC and we'll talk about this later in the show because I'm just, I'm, I'm so sick of Facebook. Uh, I, I, I really am. And, and IRC, you know, IRC, I read an article this week that, uh, or it was from April of this year, but I read it this week, you know, that essentially said IRC is the new black, you know, everything that's old is new again. And I think, especially when you take into consideration, you know, all the all the nonsense that the NSA and the FBI and essentially the U.S. government and governments all around the world are doing. Um, IRC is a pretty good answer as far as where to go, you know, and even the nonsense that Facebook's doing. Uh, I, IRC is, you know, I mean, yes, you can't like there isn't like the set record of of everything said in the chat. You'd have to take screenshots or you'd have to record, um, you know, keep a chat log of everything that gets said if you're interested in that. Um but IRC is a great thing to take advantage of. Uh, I don't know how often, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll be in that IRC channel as often as I can be. You know, if the computer's running, I'll be in the IRC channel. It doesn't mean I'll always respond to whatever's going on in there. But I think this is really a, a way to go, um, you know, in a, in a quote-unquote post-prism world. And Kiwi IRC is so, so simple to use. You go to the website. It's a nice big red button. That says, try me. Uh, this is all open source. Again, you love open source. Here it is. Uh, and you can create your nickname. I mean, it's so basic and you can even choose what channel you want to go to. You get to select your, your network that you want to access, which in this case, if you're going to the sovereign Belnea, you click on free node. I mean, really simple user interface. And then you would just, you know, it says, what channel do you want to go to? And you would type in hashtag sovereign Belnea and you can go there. Um, and I mean, I mean, there's there's some commands that you kind of need that, that are good to learn for for using IRC. But as far as actually accessing IRC, Kiwi IRC makes it as easy as I can possibly get, in my opinion. I mean, it is just so, so simple. Uh, and and, and I, I love it. And again, it's open source. It's, it's accessible on pretty much anything you use. Um, you know, I mean, they don't have I don't think you can access it per se, maybe through like a. Well, maybe on a tablet, but on a smartphone, maybe not. But anyway, you can access it on it. It's, it's the ultimate cross platform. I'll be back. Oh, yeah. This is Stephanie Murphy, Sovereign Tech Producer. You may know me from this show, but did you know that I have my own podcast? It's called Pork Therapy. 
Pork Therapy is a bit different from other shows. We cover current events, big ideas, and even relationship issues, all through the lens of how we can get more freedom in our lives. Oh, and you'll love Sex and Science Hour. Join me on my website, porktherapy.com. That's P-O-R-C therapy.com. Now back to Sovereign Tech. Hacker Stories. It is time for Hacker Stories, where we talk about security issues or we talk about, um, you know, some of the real heroes in the world, hackers. Uh, we talk about all, all sorts of things. And, and we've actually we've talked about a lot of different security issues in this entire episode. Uh, so really, you know, I don't just confine things to this one segment about it. Uh, but, uh, you know, I wanted to make sure at least once a week that we are talking about hackers and security issues and things like that. Um, and, you know, speaking, if you want to learn more, uh, th- this is I'm, I'm kind of doing an impromptu pick of the week here. Um, if you want to learn more, you know, about security and things like that, someone asked me about that this week, a listener of the show. And a great thing to check out is it's on the Twit Network. It's called uh, a Security Now, and it's a podcast with Steve Gibson and Leah Laporte. And if you want to learn about security, boy, it is the way to go. It is so good. Uh, you know, it may not be sometimes like the intro. Sometimes it may be kind of a dry presentation uh, as far as a podcast goes. Sometimes, not always. Leo does a great job of keeping things livened up. Um, but but that's really a place if you if you want to get, you know, if you want to dip your toes into the world of, uh, of security, that's the place to go. Uh, Steve Gibson, I, I personally, I trust him. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, this week, we're going to talk about a paper that was released, um, and it was photocopied, put up on Scribd on the internet, and it was a document given to employees of the NSA uh, <laughs> about, hey, you know, you're going to Thanksgiving, last week was Thanksgiving, and you're going to, you're going, you know, you're going to, to Thanksgiving dinners and all this stuff, and you're probably, your family's going to know, hey, this guy works for the NSA, could you tell me a little bit more about that PRISM stuff? And with that in mind, they did a write-up of how to answer these questions. How nice. They don't even want, I mean, it's just, it's so funny because it tells the story. They, they, don't, they don't want their people to even think, you know, on their feet. Uh, it's like, no, this is what you're going to say to them. This is what you need to tell the American people. And uh, we'll go we'll go through these. So this is from the, this is from a scan of, the, of what was sent home, you know, for Thanksgiving with NSA employees. Uh, it says NSA slash CSS employees, of course, Central Security Service uh, employees are authorized to share the following points with family and close friends. Uh, I guess they're not that close of friends. And I guess, you know, by our conventional standards of family, they're not very good family because you can't actually share everything with them if you wanted to, according to the government. Um, anyway, and this is dated for the 22nd of November, 2013. Um, number one. The NSA's, and then there's like, you know, bullet points underneath each of these. Number one, NSA's mission is of, underlined, great value to the nation. Okay. NSA provides timely, actionable intelligence to political and military customers who use that information in a range of activities from decision-making to military operations. Warfighter support. NSA has stood shoulder to shoulder with our military and coalition partners, providing timely and actionable data so they could see and, and take action against the threats they faced. Uh, that is true. Um, I have 
been shoulder to shoulder with guys from the NSA. Um, counterterrorism. NSA programs protect Americans and our allies, which, boy, if allies isn't a term that could change by the day. Uh, <laughs> as an example, they have helped to understand and disrupt 54 terrorist events since 9-11, 25 in Europe, 11 in Asia, and 5 in Africa. 13 of those had a homeland nexus, um, which, you know, maybe if there wasn't an NSA, maybe if there weren't military operations going on abroad, maybe we wouldn't have to find any terrorists because there wouldn't be any. Ooh. Uh, let's see the next bullet point. Cybersecurity. NSA directly supports the defense of depart the, the defense of Department of Defense networks by translating actionable intelligence into signatures and instructions that can be used actively to to actively defend DOD networks. Okay, uh, <laughs> defend them like say if their password for all the nuclear weapons in the United States was a series of six zeros. Yeah, good job. Uh, it full disclosure. Okay. That's the story that's been going around. That's been kind of popular because everybody found out that, Hey, actually, you know, the password to all of our nukes for, you know, decades was zero, 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 zero. Um, admittedly, some people have said, and I don't believe anybody would be the smart, but some people have said that most brute force attacks or most like guesses at, okay, what's the password for these things would be zero, 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 one. And then they would go up. And so actually the most logical choice would be six zeros. Uh, I disagree. I would have come up with a better system, uh, especially if I had all the money that the NSA has. Anyway, NSA performs or, you know, that the military has whoever doesn't matter the department. OK, wow. Um, number two, NSA performs its mission the right way underlined the right way. It's kind of funny how like how they underline the these certain points, um, like saying, you know, uh, it's great value to the nation the right way. Uh, and there's another one coming up exceptionally well. Uh, so that, you know, they want to make sure you, you get out the, the you know, the, the, the key words that say, no, we're doing a good job. Um, NSA performs its mission the right way, lawful, compliant, and in a way that protects civil liberties and privacy. I'll give you a moment for a collective laugh amongst my, <laughs> amongst my listeners. Lawful, compliant, and in a way that protects civil liberties and privacy. Okay. Um, you know, oddly enough, last time I checked, Germany is was not, not an ally of the United States. I don't know that that necessarily makes them an ally, but as far as I know, we're not at war with them, and we had, they have worked with us in the past, so I'm guessing that makes them an ally. But uh, weren't the Germans the one complaining that they were being looked into, you know, unwarranted? So where exactly are they protecting civil liberties and privacy the right way? Now, they are being lawful due to the Patriot Act. That is true. They are being lawful. Uh, the Patriot Act would appear to supersede the Constitution, which I don't care because, I, you know, I will agree with President. Here's here's the one statement I will agree with President George W. Bush on. The Constitution is just a goddamn piece of paper. OK, that is all it is. It's, it's words. You know, they're just words. And so what? You know, <laughs> I agree. Uh, but, you know, the the NSA claims to go by this stuff, but clearly they don't care. They break it or they make up laws that supersede all of it. Uh, anyway, to the bullet points, NSA analysts do not decide what topics to work. Um, 
they they respond directly to requirements driven by the president's intelligence priorities documented in the National Intelligence Priorities Framework and managed by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. Uh, The NSA does not target U.S. citizens or permanent resident aliens unless that targeting is premised on a finding of of probable cause to believe that the person is a foreign power or the agent of a foreign power. Uh, Like the boyfriends and girlfriends of workers in the NSA, I guess they're working for a foreign power because they were spied on. With none of these, you know, that, that story that was that was talked about on Free Talk Live in the past with none of uh, these people who are being questioned. Hey, yeah. Why did you read your girlfriend's email? You know, the guy didn't come out and say, well, I thought she was a terrorist. What? You know, you've, you've been dating this woman for two years and you work for the NSA. You know, you work for the security agency and you've been dating a terrorist. I guess the NSA's. uh you know, you know, their their, um, their their vetting process is terrible. So stupid. Uh, <laughs> NSA's activities are governed and constrained by law and policy. OK, uh, we operate unless those laws and policies don't allow for any constraining. We operate under oversight by all three branches of government, legislative, legislative, judicial and executive. That is a patent lie. Uh, they, the NSA does not operate under the oversight of those groups at all. In fact, the NSA almost directly answers to the executive branch and thus the executive branch essentially has blackmail on the other two branches. Okay. There is no oversight over all three branches of government of government. That is bullshit. Next bullet point, the NSA does not and will not steal industry secrets in order to give us companies a competitive advantage. Okay, uh, you know, th- this is funny. Uh, Highway, which is a company out of China, uh, they they recently said, yeah, I think we're just not going to do business in the United States because congressmen like or actually I think it was Joe Biden, not congressman, it was Joe Biden who came out and said, uh, you know, don't buy highway devices because the Chinese government is spying on us. And what's the NSA doing? Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, the NSA does not and will not demand changes by any vendor to any product, nor does it have any authority to demand such changes. No, only the vice president of the United States can tell you don't buy this product. Lie, 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 lie. Uh, you know, there's actually there's, there's quite a few more to go through. There's there's five of these. Uh, and I'll, I'll just touch on them quick. Uh, the NSA performs its mission exceptionally well. We strive to be the best that we can be because that's what America requires as part of its defense in a dangerous world. OK, that might be true. They're the best at uh, breaking civil liberties. Uh, the people who work for NSA are loyal Americans with expert skills who make sacrifices to help protect the freedoms we all cherish. Uh, that is true of at least one NSA employee, that being Edward Snowden. He made a sacrifice to help protect the freedoms that we all cherish. Everybody else in the NSA is just not <laughs> okay. They're, 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 they're not protecting anything. They're, they're just encroaching. Uh, number five, this is the last one. There's a bunch of bullet points. You can look at this in the show notes again. Uh, number five is NSA is committed to increase transparency, public dialogue, and faithful implementation of any changes required by our overseers. 
Uh, we are committed to the protection of our people, our allies, and our and civil liberties and privacy. We will be more transparent in discussing the business of the NSA, the work that we do, the authorities under which we operate, and the governance over them to ensure that Americans understand the NSA. So you're essentially telling me that uh, you know Edward Snowden really didn't do anything that great that you would that the NSA would eventually admit it to it anyway. No, you're not going to give out any transparency. You're not going to. Give me a break. Okay. And, and, and if, even if the NSA did half of what they did, we've still got the FBI that has a whole ton of stuff to answer for now. Okay. This is a government listeners of the show. This isn't a shock to say, but if you decide to share sovereign tech around a little bit, this is a government that does not care about you. Okay. Not outside of its own interests. Anyway. It does not care about you. I'll be back What does freedom mean? Tune in to LRN.FM to find out. LRN.FM is the Liberty Radio Network, a collection of live talk radio and podcasts, all coming from a principled pro-liberty perspective. LRN.FM show hosts aren't left, right, or conspiracy kooks. You can tune in 24-7 to LRN.FM via your phone, computer, satellite, and more. Listen free anytime at lrn.fm. That's lrn.fm. Would you like to play a game? Game of the Week. It is time for Game of the Week where I got to talk about maybe a game that you might have missed or maybe something that's had a really soft launch uh, and, you, and you don't know about it. Uh, but, you know, maybe, yeah, again, maybe it's something you need to reinstall. Maybe it's a classic that's out there uh, that might even be available available for free these days. And this week's Game of the Week is actually totally available for free. Very, very excited about it. Uh, you know, you, you can download it from there. There's links uh, uh, out there that you can just download it from. Of course, you'd probably need something like DOSBox, uh, you know, to, to be able to play it. DOSBox, of course, being a um, an emulator for classic computer games and classic computer software in general that used to run off of MS-DOS. Um, you know, <laughs> when I was a little kid, I actually called it, I called it MS-DOS, right? Like I would call it most dose. <laughs> anyway, uh, DOS, of course, meaning disk operating system for the, those that don't know. Um, so this game, I love it. This is a classic, uh, and it's called One Must Fall 2097. I love this game. It's a fighting game, much like a Mortal Kombat, but it has robots. Um, and it kind of there was another one I think it was called Rise uh, Rise of the Robots that was a popular one too. But this one was really really cool. Great animation. Actually had somewhat of a storyline. Uh, you could unlock robots. This is before games were popular for having like unlocking abilities where you could unlock characters and stuff like that. This is way before that because um, I think the the game originally came out in 1994. I mean, way ahead of the curve. Uh, and it did only come out for PC, as far as I know. And it again, One Must Fall 2097. And, it, it you know, the graphics today may not look the best, um, but I definitely recommend playing it. It has all the right moves. Uh, make sure you get the one with the latest patch because... Like some of the some of the earlier versions of the game, if I remember correctly, you could do what they're called shadow attacks, where there were certain bots that had the ability to like launch a shadow version of themselves out. And the AI, the computer AI that you would, you know, fight against if you weren't doing multiplayer, um, the computer AI would, 
you know, wouldn't defend against a shadow attack. And so you could just keep winning and, and that that's cheating. You're, it's not cheating because the game allowed for it, but, uh, you know, but it's cheap anyway. <laughs> so, and also the latest version like allowed for multiplayer. And if you can get that set up, let me know because I'd love to play you. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it'll just, just tons of fun. And again, it, like it allowed for like upgrading, uh, a lot of the staples that you see really in RPGs that you don't even see so much in fighting games today were all put into One Must Fall 2097. It, I mean, it's really, really cool, way ahead of its time. And, and again, still lots of fun. And the music, oh, God, the music is so good. In fact, if you go to ocremix.org, which is uh, Overclocked Remix, which where you can like download uh, for free. You can download remixes of video game music. It's a great website. Uh, they have some songs from from uh, from One Must Fall 2097, and they are. I mean, you can dance to them, you can rock to them, you know, you can fuck to them. They're they're amazing. Uh, so so do check that out. But One Must Fall 2097. I mean, you, you have. I think there's like eight robots you get to choose from, uh, and you unlock unlock more as you go. And you can up again. You can upgrade them. You can change the colors of them. A lot of customization. All stuff that really didn't happen until like the PlayStation came out uh, a couple of years later. And there is online multiplayer that they finally allowed for. Uh, and it, it is freeware. So, you know, not that I care about copyright laws, but if you do, uh, you don't have to worry about it with One Must Fall. Uh, there was a sequel release called Battlegrounds. And I guess that ga- I actually never played Battlegrounds. So I might need to do the reinstall on that. Uh, but if you have played Battlegrounds, I'd love to get your opinion. You can, you can email me at SovereignTechAriseUp.net. And I'd love to hear about what you thought about Battlegrounds. Uh, but there was also a prequel game, which is pretty much a Street Fighter clone but really the the original game one must fall as compared to one must fall 2097 one must fall was just like a, a proof of concept and so they used kind of like a just a ken and ryu character really it was a beta thing it, was, it wasn't any big deal so one must one must one must fall 2097 that's that's the real gold that's the goods and believe me you will just have tons of fun really i mean they do all these cool little epic things like even even the levels that you fight within um are interactive like where you can knock a guy against like the cage and the cage will electrify again it's all robots uh or you know like like when you when you do this really awesome move it'll go into slow motion all stuff that's just being put into fighting games today it's it's, it's awesome um so anyway check it out one was fall 2097 and this is brian sovereign and i will be back with more So, I'm interested in getting some Bitcoins. Well, you could buy Bitcoins with cash through a bank deposit, but that's not anonymous. Think about it. Banks won't even let you wear a hat or sunglasses. And they require a signed deposit slip, which catches your fingerprints by design, so any curious bureaucrat can monitor what you're doing. Yikes. So, how do you buy Bitcoins while staying off the radar? You gotta try MoneyPackTrader.com. MoneyPackTrader.com allows you to spend your cash at Walmart, or almost any drugstore or convenience store, wearing anything you want without providing any identifying information, and then receive the Bitcoin safely. That sounds great, but what's the catch? There's no catch. Buying truly anonymous Bitcoins can be done in a day and at a reasonable price. Visit MoneyPackTrader.com to learn how to purchase as many Bitcoins as you want with real privacy. I'm going right now to MoneyPackTrader.com. That's M-O-N-E-Y-P-A-K. T-R-A-D-E-R dot com. What are you doing? I can't believe I caught you again. You know, 
Jesus doesn't approve of this little habit of yours. I know, baby, I know it's wrong, but it feels so right. Well, it ain't. But I've been doing it since I was 12 years old. <sighs> it's nothing but a sinful perversion of nature, if you ask me. But, baby, I don't ever want to stop looking at tech websites, new gadgets, video games, software, or any of that stuff. Well, then I'm leaving. Okay. Bye. Pick of the Week. It is time for Pick of the Week, where I cover whatever the hell I want to cover. Um, I, you know, I could talk about a book, a movie, uh you know, you you name it. There's uh, <laughs> all kinds, comic books. Um, you know, the sky's the limit. I've even done poetry for pick of the week, um, and it's also a chance sometimes for me to rant. I've done that on occasion, and today is going to be one of those occasions where I'm going to rant. Uh, and you know, I have a real, I have a real like love hate relationship. It seems with social media, uh, for lack of a better phrasing. And and I want to I, I want to talk about social media, you know, a, a, a bit more, um, even though, you know, I, I know I've talked about it a ton of times um, on, you know, on the show. And I'm going to talk about Facebook in particular. I suppose this could hold true for Google Plus or Diaspora or whatever. Um, it, you know, it could hold true for any kind of venue of this of this nature. But I have a few different points. So, I mean, I'm going to be going very streaming consciousness here. Okay. I don't have like an official end game other than I just, I'm really, I'm just so sick of, of, of a lot of social media, uh, which is part of the reason that I created the IRC channel, the Sovereign Balnea, um, because, uh, you know, I think, A, I want to be way ahead of the curve. And I think that that article that I mentioned earlier um, saying that IRC is the new black. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's true. I think it, it's happening um, around the world. So anyway, but let's talk about Facebook. And the first thing I kind of want to talk about is that I see a lot of, I see a lot of bloggers on Facebook who, you know, like maybe they do YouTube videos or something and they will ask a question on Facebook and these aren't just Liberty oriented, but of course, you know, a lot of what I consume is Liberty oriented media because I'm a Liberty oriented guy, you know, and it just makes sense, you know, that I would want to listen to something I'm passionate about. Um, but I, you know, I see a lot of people, a lot of bloggers that, you know, will like ask a question like, what would you do when someone says, well, if you're an anarchist, why don't you move to Somalia or, you know, what, what are your thoughts about feminism or what are your, you know, all, all this stuff. And what'll happen is, is like somehow, or, or they'll make some kind of like incendiary statement. Of course, it, it's generally a very, um, very immature incendiary statement. Uh, and, and the only reason that like, I can't believe that there's people that are just that far back in the stage of Liberty, that that kind of question matters. But even though I think that the, the kind of question getting asked is just so basic and so simple that like anybody, you know, with, with a head for numbers and an etch a sketch should be able to figure it out. Um, they get like 800 likes or a thousand likes or 2000 likes eventually, maybe. And, you know, the, 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 the train wreck of a, of a conversation that goes on, you know, of a thread will be 200, 300, 400, 600 comments long. And going, who's arguing about this stuff? Like who's, who's even like talking about this or who even thinks that way or whatever, you know? And, you know, it, it's, it's, 
this goes back to something, uh, some, a very important point that I've made in the past. And that's that like these companies, you know, name the company Snickers, Reese's, uh, Ford. I don't, I don't care any company. They will like post a picture and they'll say, caption this. Okay. And then thousands or even millions of people will caption that picture. And the company gets free advertising that way. They get free advertising. Now, I'm not saying that there's anything inherently evil about the, or wrong about them doing that, I, but, you know, just on face value. But my problem is, is that you are giving this company who has plenty of money to pay for good advertising, free advertising, okay, for marketing that people used to have to hash out, you know, millions of dollars or at least hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to pay people to come up with. And now they're just getting it for free. And you're getting nothing. That's the problem. It's fine if they got it for free, but they're not even offering you a T-shirt when they very well could. Okay. Now let's go back to these bloggers and vloggers. These people are taking your thoughts, your ideas, not giving you any credit at all, because believe me, I've watched their shit. Okay. And they don't, they don't mention you. They don't mention you. Okay. And they're not respecting your privacy. You're telling them on fucking Facebook on their public accounts. You have no privacy in that art. In that sense, there's no reason for them not to mention you, or at least even what they could do is they could do what they do in the radio industry, which makes perfect sense is just mention your first name, but they don't do any of that. And they take your ideas because they have none of their own. That's why they're asking such, such banal questions. Okay. They're taking it and they are getting paid to be a blogger or a vlogger, or they're getting some kind of reputation as somehow being a great thinker amongst libertarians, you know, for your thoughts, not theirs, because they don't have any. If they had thoughts, they would post those instead of asking you ridiculous questions, absolutely ridiculous, asinine questions. Okay. Do, do, do you see what I'm saying? And you, and and you guys, and please, I'm not insulting you. I love my listeners, and I, and I love anybody that, that's searching for personal liberty. I really do, okay? But they're taking you guys for the ride. And you're not getting anything out of it. And in fact, if you, you know, you think, okay, maybe if they used my thoughts, maybe I could at least like PM this woman or this guy. It doesn't have to be a woman, but whoever, you know, and maybe I could ask them, hey, you know, would you, you know, could I buy you a coffee or something? No, if you did that, they'd say you were a creep. And yet they take your, 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 your most precious of thoughts that you, you, that you, you very kindly, and I agree, it's very kind of you, that you very kindly put out in the open on like Facebook or whatever the venue may be. It drives me nuts. It drives me absolutely nuts. You know, in fact, there's a podcast out there that's like the queen of this. There's a podcast out there that talks about these big issues and they never come up with an answer in the end, ever. I'm not going to name the name, but I think... It, it, you know who I'm talking about. And, 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 and it's just, and what you listen to it. And now look, you know, you know, you know, Brian Sovereign is a, fe- is a feminist. Okay. You know, the golden stallions, a feminist. All right. If, and if you don't believe me, trust me, I've almost gotten people fired that I worked with because I told them you've got to stop treating women like that. Okay. I have fought for women's, you know, existences inequality i really have all right i'm not boasting i'm just saying please believe me i am i am a feminist all right but really so many people are falling for all this shit because it's a woman doing it 
because it's some woman in her 20s, you know, uh, coming out with this. Okay, now, that doesn't mean that women in their 20s can't have thoughts, because let me tell you, the lovely and hyper-intelligent Dr. Stephanie Murphy, okay, brought me to Liberty, brought me to Liberty Heights, all right? And so, so, so yes, I'm not saying that just because they're young, they're stupid or something like that, but all you guys are just like fawning over them and giving them all of your hard work of thought and thinking is, especially in, in matters of liberty is incredibly hard work. It really is. Okay. Uh, and you're just giving it to them for nothing, nothing at all. And I'm not saying, well, gee, I talked to her. She should sleep with me. No, th- that's stupid. Okay. But what I'm saying is that you should be getting something out of this, at least some kind of credit, but no, instead they're taking all of your ideas to up to aggrandize their reputation. And it annoys the shit out of me. And part of the reason, part of the reason that it annoys the shit out of me is because you know what? On Facebook, um, I, I, I really, I, you know, I keep saying this. A lot of people do, but I, I, I don't want to use it as much. I use Google plus and I use Twitter. Um, and, and now I want to use IRC, but, um, but on Facebook I post seriously. Okay, please. Yes. You can call me arrogant. That's fine. Okay. Like that's a shock to you, huh? I post gold all day long on Facebook. I mean, I post the most frankly ingenious, interesting, exciting, sexy, you name it. I'm take you know go ahead find me brian sovereign because they they killed that whole search uh that whole uh, that whole privacy of search thing on facebook go ahead and find me i'll friend you i don't care and take a look and you email me you tell me or you message go ahead go ahead pm me on facebook that's fine you pm me and you tell me you look at look up my wall and you tell me that's not some of the most intriguing shit you've ever seen in your life or that you didn't just suddenly go holy shit i gotta jack off And now I'm not jealous, okay, of what these other people do. I do sovereign tech. I, I get my thoughts out there. I'm not jealous of, of these other bloggers or vloggers. I don't want I, I, I worry that I, I'm sounding like that. I'm not. I'm just saying, okay, that like there are some people that are actually putting out really interesting stuff on the internet and they're not getting any attention. Okay. I don't need your attention. I'm not saying to give me the attention. I'm not going for the attention. I, you know, I use Facebook and I post this stuff out because if I don't write my thoughts down, I go nuts. Okay. You know what I mean? They, they, I got, I can't just let them, I can't let them disappear. And I, you know, I don't want them to go away. And so I have to express them. And so why not express them, you know, with some friends or whatever. So that's why I do it. It has nothing to do with me needing attention or or blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, so I'm not, I'm not jealous, but like, do do you recognize how crazy this all is? I'm not saying don't do what you're doing. I'm not saying don't, don't, don't interact with people, but get something out of it. And these people aren't getting anything out of it. And worse, people think somehow that these people are some kind of, like I said, like there's some kind of great thinker when they're not delivering anything, I go up and down Facebook and I'm just dying. I'm looking for that interesting stuff that I want to interact with. There's nothing for me to click like on nothing, you know, <laughs> or, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like, like, you know, I, 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 sometimes I, you know, I boast about sex. I, or not boast, but I talk about, you know, sex or whatever. Nobody else talks about sex. You want me to be vulnerable and you won't tell me about what you did at midnight, baby? Come on. Come on. 
<laughs> it's too much. And and I just I like I feel like I, I, I feel like everything's just this mass contradiction. And and I'm just I'm so annoyed. And you know, you say, well, I would be a little more uh expressive if I could be a little more anonymous. Well, okay, fine. Then gauntlets laid down. You can go on IRC. You can be as anonymous as you want, especially shit. Go through tour, you know, whatever. You don't have to put up any identifying information. Take your pick. You know, come on. I'm, I'm so annoyed by this, how Facebook is being used to enrich people with no value in return. No value in return. I'm not talking about the value to Facebook. I'm talking about to the people that are using it. You know, I will say Free Talk Live, they post great stuff all day long. Really, really clever stuff to 20,000 people a day. And I think that's great. But by and large, a lot of these other people, you know, I heard a guy complain to me once. He said, "Where were? how come you people aren't loud enough? No, I think people are loud enough, but they're sharing this like just, you know, unimportant nonsense. Anyway, I told you this was going to be a show where I was just going to get heated the whole time. Uh triple load this week so listen to the rest uh thank you for listening carpe luchum and i'll see you in the next episode and i'll see you hopefully in sin city baby this is sovereign tech this has been sovereign tech visit us at sovereigntech.com. that's s-o-v-r-y-n tech.com there you can connect with us see more of what you've heard on today's show and catch our podcast feed Sovereign Tech is open source. We encourage you to share. Later, nerds. <laughs>